Hey guys, just a quick disclaimer before the episode starts. We are not mental health professionals, nor are we pretending to be. These are our opinions while trying to bring relatable people and stories to make those struggling feel less alone and understood. Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of Disorderly Perspectives. I'm Ian. And I'm Brian. Welcome back, guys. And just to give a little bit of background here on Marcos, so he goes to the University of Miami for law school, uh, went to the University of Miami as well for undergrad, and uh, I believe he's working right now at a firm um, before he finishes law school. Um, and he talked a bit about his body dysmorphia, which Brian and I thought was you know, pretty relatable for the most part. Yeah, Marcos really goes in depth with his body dysmorphia, which you know a lot of people experience. His is definitely more severe than others and you know it's a relatable perspective for sure yeah so we hope you guys enjoy the episode so did um law or you did um undergrad so i started off doing neuroscience my brother did neuroscience in the same program that i was starting with like an honors program and i found you know i wasn't really enjoying it how long did you do it before you at first semester i knew i didn't want to do it anymore but i just you know you stuck it out yeah, I went to UM and I was like, UM has a very good med school, you know, so uh, I probably have yeah. the connections if I want to go to med school, but they don't want to do it. So I was <laughs> studying for my final exams, chemistry and all this. And I was like looking up political and economic theories so that at that point, you know, I was like, okay, what can I do with a poli sci and econ degree? Did any of it like, I mean, you sticking it through that part of like, part of the reason because your brother did it? Yeah. After that first semester, I was like, yeah, you know, my brother did it. He my brother wanted you to do it all or something. My dad is a doctor and he's uh, always been pushing the idea of being a doctor. You know, at this point, I can definitely agree with him. The fact that being a doctor is probably the most sturdy profession. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be good pay, going to be a guaranteed job pretty much anywhere that you go. What I'm doing now, law, very hit or miss. Very competitive, right? Very competitive. You know, the legal field at this point is probably like one of the worst it's been in a while. Like a bubble for sure. Right. So like they're not even recommending you to go to law school, especially my school. Oh, wow. Because the tuition's really high. Yeah. You know, and the job placement isn't that great. So you could be working as a lawyer, you know, it's a professional degree, but you could still be making 40K working as a public defender. Oh, wow. You know, so, so it was a tough decision, but I was thinking a lot about going into politics. It was pre-Trump era, you know, pre like everybody's so animated about politics people hate each other over their politics yeah and for me that you know i was just trying to find like the best solutions for problems that we all face right so you know like i don't want to seem like a you know like a moralist or something like that but at this point it's too toxic so you know once i figured out that okay maybe i want to do politics eventually what's a good foundation for politics and most politicians are lawyers you know you have to uh you don't have to but Probably like the best if you're a lawyer, you know how to read and interpret laws to be able to write laws because that's mm. what they do. So, made the decision to go into law school. And at this point, I'm in my third year. I've had a summer of experience working at a law firm. Last summer, I worked in a law firm as well, you know, doing litigation. Yeah. And I, I enjoy it. You know, I feel like I want to be a lawyer for long time maybe become a judge because i don't want people telling me what to do <laughs> you know oh, that's yeah. another thing like yeah. if you're working like are you really like sticking it out with your yeah. boss you know like people tell you what to do you have to do this at certain times and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah. if you're a judge you can make your own rules to a certain extent 
So that's a, another you know, path that I might be thinking about. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think um, financial security is important. Mm-hmm. I think doing what I want to do is important. I like writing. Being a lawyer is a lot of writing. Okay. Oh. And going back to the undergrad thing, is that like you're going into undergrad and you kind of had this like predetermined plan to do neuroscience, right? Like what's like your mindset going into undergrad and then starting the neuroscience thing? Like where's your mind at there? And then what is it like after? I feel like when I started college, it was very similar to high school. You know, that you have your schedule, you're going to classes, you're trying to get A's. You know, it was not that I was trying to prove anything to myself. I wasn't trying to prove anything to anybody else. I was just trying to do what I had to do, you know, type thing. But like once I switched, it was like, okay, I definitely enjoy this health economics class more. I enjoy this labor economics class more, you know, I'm going to say econ more because I feel like poli sci was more, you know, like things that aren't really applicable to real life. Econ itself is very theoretical too. If I had a, you know, a choice looking hindsight, I'd probably do something finance or accounting that I could be applying to my real life. But at the same time, it was things that, you know, inspired me, you know, and last year during COVID, they switched my classes to online. It was very hard for me to be inspired to go to any of my classes. You know, it's just like we're we're on Zoom and it's like a a computer screen talking to you, right? It's a person talking to you. But at the end of the day, if you're not looking, it's screen talking to you like you're watching YouTube or yeah, so you kind of just get distracted. Yeah, right. In a classroom, you're engaged. You're like, oh, okay, I might get called on, or I might do this or that, or I might like ask a question. But if you're just there and something's talking to you, really hard to stay engaged. It's really hard to stay focused, to stay productive, you know, to stay inspired. So this last year, the summer in particular, all my classes in the spring were online, and then going into work every day. I felt productive. You know, I felt good doing something. You know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It was just like finally, like not just me like laying in bed or doing this or that, like playing video games all day. You know, like I go to the gym, come back, and I'm doing the same thing every day. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like I'm going out there, like I'm meeting people, I'm talking to people, I'm talking to clients, I'm talking to OC, opposing counsel, like I'm doing stuff. And that for me, like I want to, I'm proving something to myself at this point. I'm proving something to the people that I work with, you know, so that's definitely like an inspiration for me. You know, yeah. I want to be a productive member of society. So I feel like at that point, that's, that's what's driving me. And that's what makes you happy. It's just being productive and okay. Definitely. Being I feel like last society. year, I mean, I feel like it's a very common thing, right? Last year during COVID lockdowns, very hard to be happy right like yeah because it's just you can't you have no social interactions besides the people that you're living with and it could be i mean for some people toxic some people you know thankfully not i mean yeah that you were just as soon as you got out of lockdown you were super happy to yeah yeah i definitely say i'm an extrovert you know living at home like i i don't like that there's some people that yeah like some of my friends are like I'm good just being here, you know, I'm good not going to class and like seeing people I don't like and only being able to talk to people on the phone or like through like gaming yeah. like devices and stuff like that. It's not the same, you know, so like, yeah, I can be getting A's in my classes online, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if I'm not like engaged, 
to the point where I'm asking questions or I'm doing this or that because I was hardly asking questions yeah. online. You know, it's just like, just you have to like interrupt the Zoom and be like, hey, unmute. Like, oh, can I ask a question? It just feels weird. At least yeah. for me, there's some people that are comfortable with that. No, I, I you know, agree. But for me, it's just like, I don't know. This is not like my my realm. So growing out of that, do you, do you feel like, okay, so now you have all this product, productivity, you know, you're hopping out because you're going out and you're doing your things. Are there any other, you know, like mental struggles you face day to day, even with this, you know, drive you have now? I've, uh, all right, let me, let me think of how to say this. Go for it. So I was very fat maybe three years ago, okay. right? Two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And in high school or like middle school leading up to high school, I was pretty fat. And then mm-hmm. towards the end of high school, you know, there's like a point where I wasn't fat. So it was just like fluctuation, right? Yeah. So at this point, I don't consider myself fat. But yeah. it's just like <laughs> people that were fat previously, they they have like some kind of body dysmorphia, right? Yeah, so right. like I can go to the gym every single day. I can be on the verge of a six pack and I'm still nitpicking my body. Yeah, right. You know, I'm like looking at myself. I'm like, damn, like maybe I, I should like do more abs or I should like run on the treadmill for 10 more minutes or something like that. You know, but mm. at the end of the day, who really cares about that? Except for like an Instagram model that you're hardly ever going to see. Yeah. You know, so it's just like a, that for me is like one of like the biggest struggles, but I've learned to like deal with that, you know, because like at the end of the day, how many people are actually yeah. looking like that? Yeah. You know, so you kind of became aware of that, though, like as you grew up, you know, through high school, I'm assuming, or once you kind of like started working out, you're kind of like, oh, this body dysmorphia is kind of like toxic. Yeah. Last year, it was pretty bad. Last year, it drove me to go to the gym like every day. You know, this year, I'm more like comfortable with myself. I have my my goals, my ideals, you know, I have my relationships with people like it's finally like coming back. But it's still like it's still there, you know, to an extent. Yeah, of course. Like a daily battle for you, most part. Like, I feel like some days it's worse. You know, some days it's just like, damn, like I haven't gone to the gym in this amount of days, or like you know, I haven't done this or that, I haven't worked out this muscle group. It's looking small, you know. So yeah. it's just like, you know, it's definitely it's definitely like a process, or that I'm trying to like. Uh, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you gauge your success um, as far as like lose the relationships that you have with people? Or is it more like a, like a, you know, I don't want to sound like superficial saying it, but is it more of a fact of like, you know, you want to look good for, you know, social media or like for, you know, for other people right. in a way? That's a good point. Yeah. So both. So it's okay. like, yeah. Like I want to look good for the people that I'm with and I want to look good for like people online that I could potentially meet, Yeah, right. you know? So definitely both. But at this point, you know, I've become more secure with myself. So it's like not that pressing you know but it it really was it really was last year it was just like damn like i look at myself in the mirror and i don't have a six-pack yet i've been going to the gym for six months straight and i've been going like Mm -hmm. like eating like chicken and spinach almost every day you know like yeah really crazy stuff you know like other people are like oh like i'm going to this restaurant i'm like oh okay like i'll eat a salad or something yeah you know just like doing things to like try and compensate Exactly. Does that hold you back in any way, like socially or not socially, but like, let's say like, you don't want to get alcohol or anything. You kind of translated it like a positive way. I think a lot of the issues, maybe it was because of the COVID thing where I I had, you know, a long-term relationship and then it ended and then COVID hit maybe three months after. Right. So I had Mm -hmm. to like pretty much restart everything during a pandemic. So it was like a lot of like soul searching, trying to find like, 
exactly who I am, what I want, what I think about myself, what I think about this or that. Like coming back to like real life, like being people, everybody's dealing with something. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, like everybody's looking at this guy because he's like wearing this or that. Like for me at this point, it really matters like little. As long as I'm happy with myself, I feel like that's fine, you know? Realistically, I mean, people are more concerned about what they think about themselves than like... Than other people. For you, you're saying the body dysmorphia thing. Is that something that you you go out and you're not necessarily up too much? Like once you're kind of in the moment? Or is it just constantly like... It really depends. You know, sometimes I'm at work and I wear fenders um, or something. So it's not like a belt. Mm-hmm. And then like, okay, like I look like a little bit fat, like right now or something, you know, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's always going to be there. But like, I've learned to like control like it better, you know, like to be able to talk to someone like after like thinking of those thoughts, you know, because before it'd be like, oh, damn, I look fat. Like, let me just yeah, like, you don't hide away talk to or something, you yeah. know, so it's just like. So how do you combat like those thoughts and like now? Now, I don't know. I just feel more comfortable with my skin, more comfortable with myself. At the same time, I still have those thoughts. Yeah, of course. You know? And honestly, I don't know if I want to get rid of them 100% because I feel like it drives me a little bit. Fair enough. You know? Like a chip on your shoulder. I don't want to say it's healthy in a way, but like there's a little balance to it. It's a toxic, toxic healthiness in a way. Yeah. What you're doing is you're seeing the good and the bad is what you're... Right. So did um like your ex... Or the body dysmorphia was your own thing. Did any people like caught like I don't know, yeah, I want to say influence just, on it, yeah, or was it like was just you like, that would comment on it and that of conscious? I mean, growing up, so my brother and I had like a sticky uh, like relationship growing okay. up. It wasn't it wasn't bad, you know. Like I still love my brother. I still talk to him daily. Right. But it was just like we would roast each other to the point where it would get it would get toxic. Yeah. You know, it gets like personal like, and stuff, kind yeah, of. Like, it would too far. Yeah. Absolutely get personal every day, daily. Like I would say something about X, and he would say something about my weight. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was just like at that point, I was growing up being called fat. I was growing up being called like all oh, this. Like at the end of the day, if I said something that upset him, he would just call me fat. And that yeah. would be like the end of it. And I'd be like, oh, damn, like I am fat. You know, so it's just like, <laughs> so, yeah, that definitely built up yeah. on it, you know. But yeah. Uh, it, you know, in high school, this is going to sound a little bit lame, but this girl like that I liked, it was like, showed my friend like a picture of a guy that she was like, damn, this guy's hot. And it was like a model, obviously. Like this guy was like super jacked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I'm still fat. So like that, <laughs> that like inspired me to lose weight. Like I lost uh-huh. 30 pounds in a month. Like I went hard on that diet and I was like yeah. super skinny. Ended up not doing anything with this girl. But at the end of the day, it was like, okay, like finally, like I had the, like the shackles released, Okay, you know? And during that point that like between fat periods, (laughs) if I I should say, so like I I wasn't really thinking about it like that, you know, like the the body dysmorphia wasn't to that extent, you know, Mm -hmm. I would still ask my roommate, yo, in college, I'd be like, Hey, like, yo, do I look? Bad right now like do i look good yeah. and i was like no dude like what do you mean you look pretty jacked it's like yeah, it's kind right, of something cool. that was always you know? in your mind like always there for you like no recently it got worse like uh, i mean and like in 2020 i was probably in the best shape that i ever was you know i was literally going to the gym probably six times a week eating perfectly you know i was like barely drinking you know doing a lot of things for my mm-hmm. health and at the same time i was like and like i still don't have a six-pack yet you know, that, that yeah. kind of upset me, but you know, people that have six pack work for that mm. or they, they do like, you know, quick surgery or some yeah. shit, you know, there's not like, 
not everybody's going to be like reaching the natural thing. Like, you know, people do like SARMs or whatever, like they do a mm. bunch of shit. So like, I don't know. I think that, I think that's success in, in that, in that realm with like, you know, obviously we're like, and it depends on body types as well. Cause some people are going to develop apps significantly quicker than anybody else. So you can't really base it off of, you know, what you see like on social media or like, oh, and or, yeah, social media a lot oftentimes is like, you know, it's blown up in a way. It's kind of edited, especially models too. Cause I mean, if you're seeing like actors and stuff, these guys are going through like crazy regimens and like, you know, they're dedicating their lives sometimes to their, um, their bodies yeah. in a way. I mean, how, how does that, how does like that body dysmorphia affect your relationships? Like with your ex-girlfriend for that kind of like, um, you're quicker to, to, to start dating people that like you or something or, or, Oh yeah. Did it impact you? Know? Like, oh. was it insecurity maybe like at all? No, it, it, it is an like insecurity. In the relationship I'm saying, like, is it, is it an insecurity that you're kind of thinking of? Oh, with like other girls? Yeah. Maybe like in the back of my head, you know, but I mean, at this point, like now it's not different. even really like a big deal for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I broke up with her pretty much right before COVID hit and then COVID hit and I was, I was already getting fit by that time. You know, it was yeah. like kind of like September, 2019. So I had a f- good few months to like get back in shape, get out there a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like meeting people and stuff and then COVID hit. So it's like, okay, let's get back to the lab. Like, yeah, yeah. who, who are you pretty much? Yeah. You know, so I was like, went through that entire like COVID year, finally like back here. So I mm-hmm. like at this point, I don't know. It's just like. So <laughs> what, what, what did you kind of figure out that you're like, who, are, who, who am I? You know, like during COVID, like what did you like start realizing about yourself? Yeah, a lot of self-reflection. Like significant that you were like, it was a lot more introspective. You know, looking more at what I like, what I like to do, what I like to be around, what I like to talk about, what I like to look up, or you know, a lot of different things. Was that was that when you kind of came to terms with the body dysmorphia thing, where you like, I don't really care, or like what people think, or was that? I feel like that pretty much started after I felt like a productive member of society, right? So like the body dysmorphia really didn't go away until very like recently. I still right. have it, but to the extent that it's like affecting my day-to-day life, not it. But I think the reason behind that because during COVID, most of the interactions that I would have with people were through social media. I would be on TikTok a lot. I was following a lot of fitness accounts. These guys are jacked. Yeah. guys look great you know and it's like damn like that's what i want to look like these guys have been working at that for years you know yeah. they have like thirty thousand followers a hundred thousand because they've been working at that for 15 years and sometimes 10 years. you don't even know if they you know they could be on you know yeah they could be natural like they could be you know, doing x you know they could be doing anything Bugs. exactly mm-hmm. they could be doing arms or steroids or whatever yeah. so you have no idea what these people are doing that definitely like impacted it you know i was on tiktok a lot trying to learn workouts but at the same time i was like comparing myself to these yeah. been doing this for a long time and also could be natural or could not be natural yeah. you know and other side of it interactions that i had with girls was on instagram or on dating apps you know mm-hmm. so it felt right. very artificial it felt like what do i look like mm-hmm. you know it was right. not like who i am yeah, it's much. more about what's on the outside. Right. Very and not- superficial for sure. Mm-hmm. That's, we were talking about that, how yeah. dating apps in general are, are, are typically going to be very superficial. And that's what I was kind of going off of for like the relationships thing. Like that, like that bother you when you're like on a dating app and you're like, these people are, or these girls are just thinking about how I look. And, and is that what you're thinking about? Like why you're, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
So, I mean, there was a point where I was just done with it because that would like literally just bring it up more. It'd be like, bring up like the body dysmorphia more. It'd be like, mm. wow, is this girl not swiping right? Because like, I don't have a six pack in this like beach pick or is it like my bio isn't funny or something like yeah. that? You know, it's just like, yeah, you just start like overthinking, overthinking everything over a dating app. You know, it's just mm. like, right. at the same time, like they just look through your picks and they swipe right or something, you know? So going through that like body dysmorphia stuff, like even in COVID and everything, does that impact you in other ways emotionally? So, I mean, I'm assuming like, you know, you're, you have anxiety now, you're self-conscious, maybe it leads to some depression, maybe not, you know, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like it definitely, definitely has does, a, definitely has an impact. Yeah. Has to, day to day. You're thinking about it, the body dysmorphia thing and like how you look, that's probably making you anxious. Are you wearing certain clothes maybe like to compensate or something? I was definitely, I was wearing like clothes. I feel like at this point, like I could just wear whatever I want, but I, there mm-hmm. was like a point where I was like, damn, like I can't be wearing this shirt because it's too tight around this or that. If the wind blows at a certain angle, I'm going to yeah. look bad. Like, wow. You know, so it was like, so you're really like really thinking about it. Yeah. Definitely something I was thinking about, you know, I would be getting clothes that were like at a size too big just to like have some space there just That's in case slack. something would happen, you know? Oh, wow. So yeah, that was so definitely an issue. So did it manifest with just anxiety or did it, you also have a little bit of depression um, from it as well? Like, what was it? Yeah, so last year, I would definitely say I was like, you know, I don't know what the clinical definition of depression is, but I definitely think I had some kind of depressive symptoms. You look at my top 100 songs in Spotify, a lot of X, a lot of Juice World, and a lot of Lil Peep. Yeah, those know? are very sad songs. I had a playlist with these three guys. And unfortunately, you know, they all died yeah. and me putting myself in their shoes, like thinking about their depressive thoughts, you know, they were like depressed on almost every song, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like relating to it. You know, I was like, you know, hoping listening to that, it could drive me out of the rut that I was in. Did it? Maybe in long term it did. But last year it was just like I was stuck in the rut. You know? So you, getting out to society, I think we covered this, but like getting out to society kind of got you out of that rut essentially it did it like made me understand that one people don't care about me to that extent you know people aren't looking at me when i'm out everybody's like pointing at me thinking about like what i look like or what i'm wearing or like you know yeah and then the people that i meet you know i'm having good conversations with people that i meet i'm meeting new people and it's not like they're hung up on one thing yeah, you know, like I was, I was hung up on that one thing because of pretty much social media. Which I mean, I think that kind of plays into like the dating apps thing. You could technically say that dating apps are to some extent social media. Yeah, um, where it's like a breeding ground for like it's the highlight of people's lives, obviously, right? So like you're seeing only the best of what they want you to see, and then you're comparing that to like what you see every day, and you're like, what I look like, yeah, you know. And then yeah. if you already have that body dysmorphia, then it's just feeding more into it. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Did you also not think about like social media having any impact on you? Where you're like, oh, because I, I know you like deleted the dating apps, right? Did you not think about like, oh, let me just delete TikTok. Let me just delete like these apps because they're not healthy for me. Yeah, I did. I did. I deleted TikTok for a while, and then like my coworkers use it a lot, and they send mm-hmm. me TikToks and stuff. So I'd have to look it up on like Safari, yeah, or whatever. Luckily, at this point, it's not like I'm just getting a bunch of jack guys like yeah. all day. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, I could be that if I was at the gym or drinking less or doing that, yeah. you know. But it's just like, yeah, I definitely like my screen time is a little bit down. Uh, but still to this point, you know, I think Instagram is like probably like 
Instagram and Twitter because I think Twitter is just very, very toxic. Mm-hmm. I like Twitter just because I get the news quickly, reading about my sports teams a lot. Yeah. You know, so like people talk about that, but then you look at the comments like, oh, ratio or some shit all day. You know, it's yeah. just like a bunch of like trolls and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know what that's doing to my brain chemistry. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, looking at these, like, dumb things or looking at funny things all day, you know? Yeah, I feel like the repetitive toxicity is detrimental. But honestly, in general, um, as far as, like, you meeting new people, it's is it typically at work? Is it typically at school? Like, are are you are you more outgoing in that sense now? Like, you're just like, I don't care if I talk to you back on how you are now? Yeah, I mean, I always felt like I was, like, an easygoing person. So, like, if I was in a controlled setting, then, you know, like, controlled as in, like, I know that you know someone that I know. You know, we have some kind of connection. Then it's easy for me to like talk to you. So at work, I, I made I was pretty much the first person to meet all of my new coworkers because a lot of them started after me. So oh, okay. I was like the first person there. My office is right there. I was like, hey, like, uh, do you need help? You know, just started yeah. talking to them immediately. Mm. At school, I definitely feel like it's been easier. I already have like my friends, which are like my tight friends from like the one L year. Yeah. Where, which like in-person classes. I didn't really meet anybody last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still like we have like a food fair on campus, for example. And I talk to people in line when I'm waiting for food or something like that. You know, it's like more easy for me to talk to people in like casual settings. You know, because like a lot of people take themselves seriously. But at the end of the day, like if you're not being a weirdo, if you're not like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you can talk to pretty much anybody. I mean, how, how did you how did you start coping with like the body dysmorphia thing? That is that like another hurdle you have to kind of jump over where you're like readjusting? Yeah, it is. It definitely comes through my mind every day. You know, like I look at myself in the mirror when I'm home. I'm like, damn, you should go to the gym. You know, but it's not like something that's gonna eat away at my conscience or like you know eat away at my brain okay. and how I like talk to people, how I feel that day. You know, it's maybe how I feel in that moment, but, you know, if I go to the gym one day and I feel good and I look good, you know, like, I'm yeah. like, okay, that's enough for me. Like for that, like for a pretty good while, you know, if I think I look good at one point, then it's not going to like, oh, I, I look terrible. Right. Like, you know, it's not going like to flip that. that hard anymore. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah okay. it used to. Like I used to flip. It was like, damn, like when I have my pump, I look amazing. When I don't like, what are you working for? If you still look like this? Yeah, you know, it was like definitely like way more like devaluing how I used to think about myself before. Okay. Oh, for sure, yeah. I was saying, as far as dating goes, is that also like uh, how do you go about dating now? Is that kind of like yeah, has it changed now with that with this new mindset? Yeah, so I mean, I feel like at this point, since I I took away the dating apps and how that like makes me think about because like that used to like wreck how i used to think about society i was like if everybody's on these apps like they're all meeting through each other through these apps so it's like relationships are very hit or miss you know you start dating and then it's like all right on to the next one because i could just swipe right and find a new girl like now i've been trying to just like be you know just there you know just like live my life have things happen Mm. things have been happening you know whatever comes comes kind of thing right okay i feel like in the position that I'm in right now, like I'm still going to campus, like I'm finally back on campus and I'm finally like working. I go out with like my work friends. So it's like, there's a lot of different avenues to open up, you know? Yeah, you're like meeting a lot of new people exactly. in more organic ways. Right. Yeah. I feel like that like organic, you know, like interactions helps for me fester the relationship, you know? 
what would you say to like somebody that maybe is in law school or maybe has gone through like the body dysmorphia thing or just kind of cocos? Yeah, some advice, some piece of advice for them. Okay, uh, let me start for like the body dysmorphia. So, I mean, everybody is different, right? Yeah. Everybody mm. has different genetics. Not going to look like, you know, Aquaman all day, yeah. every day. You know, you can work and have your own goals. Try to meet your goals. You know, if you reach your goals, set higher goals. You know, but make sure that you're within yourself. Make sure that you understand that not everybody's looking at you all the time. Not mm. everybody's judging you all the time. And if they are, then is that really someone that you want in your life? You know, if someone's only thinking about what you look like, that's someone that you want around you for your entire life. That important for you. Yeah. You know, unless you're like a model, then, you know, but models definitely experience body dysmorphia because definitely like just be comfortable in your own skin. Everybody's going to like the people around you that you are comfortable with are going to be comfortable with you regardless of what you look like. You know? Yeah. As far as the law school thing. So I definitely wouldn't go into law school just for the money. Right. You know, like a lot of people think that like being a lawyer is going to be like fat stacks. No, that's definitely mm. not the case. It's going to be a lot of debt if you don't get a scholarship. It's going to be like not a guaranteed job. So if you like the law, like to read, like to write, like to speak, you know, then maybe a good path for you. If you're interested in social issues or business issues, you know, something like that, then maybe that's a good path for you. You know, I'm not going to tell people not to be lawyers because I like what I do. But at the same time, you know, you just got to be focused. You got to know what you want. You can't be doing things just for the money. Because mm -hmm. there's other avenues, you know. It's been a while. You know, we, we really appreciate, uh, you know, Marcos for, uh, you know, telling your story, coming on, you know, about your law, your body's morphia. And, you know, it, it does take, you know, like we always say this, but yeah, no, I mean, a lot of courage to, to come out in public. and Just to talk about it in general, I feel like you better your comfort zone and then. Um, I mean, as far as people reaching you, how, um, how could yeah, I have an Instagram, uh, Marcos underscore Mart, <laughs> M-A-R-T, <laughs> my, uh, personal IG. I okay. also have a podcast where I did in my jacuzzi with my friend. We just talk a bunch of crap, you know, just like talk about whatever we want. Sweet. All the hot topics. All right. If you guys want to check out Marcos on Instagram, definitely go see that. Um, and his podcast, Hot Topics. And then once again, I'm Ian. And I'm Brian. And thanks for taking on our disorderly perspectives.